Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Powerful Youth Perspective, a STAR podcast, which stands for Stand Together Against Racism. My name is Maddie, and I'm thrilled to be hosting our sixth episode for you, along with Sindora. Uh, You'll hear from her shortly. We got to speak with Annette Garber, who is a children's book author, an educator, a nature lover, an activist. Uh, We discuss the inspiration behind her writing and the ways her messages are impacting uh, youth and kids today. I'm really excited for you to hear this one. So thanks for being here um, and enjoy. So hello, everybody. I'm sitting down with Annette Garber and uh, Sindora is my co-host. So Sindora, go ahead and tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Sindora. Um, I'm a new member to Stand Together Against Racism, and I'm very excited to be here. That's Sindora, and tonight we are speaking with Annette Garber, who is um, a children's book author, and she uh, stood out to me to talk with tonight because she really carries out STARS themes of diversity and equity and inclusion. So uh, thank you for being here, Annette. Could you just introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, sure. So like Maddie said, um, I am a children's author. I've written two books, um, but I'm also an educator and I work um, at Reading Area Community College with their multilingual students, their English language learners as a writing coach. Um, I also have worked in the Wilson School District as a tutor and a substitute teacher. Um, I have two teenagers who attend Wilson, and um, I also do some um, retreats. I do some retreat facilitation and programming, other kinds of programming that help connect people to the outdoors and the natural world. So those are a few things about myself. Just a few. A woman of many, many trades, I guess. You're gifted in a lot of areas. Uh, Tonight, we're going to dive into being a children's author um, and your two books. And Sindora is going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I did read Carrie and Quite the Same, and they were incredible. I love the illustrations and the messages. And it was like so sophisticated, but also really simple. And it was amazing. Um, So what, well, first of all, could you give like a brief summary of the two books for the listeners who haven't read them yet? And uh, also, what inspired you to write these books? Excellent. Yeah, sure. So um, the first book I wrote, quite the same. Um, This is a story about a magic letter that travels around the world to seven different children living in seven different parts of the world. And each of them is dealing with something sad or challenging. And this letter goes around and it tells them that um, they're seen, they're cared about, um, and then it encourages them, cheers them up a little bit, and then they send the letter on, kind of it travels sometimes through um, in the shape of a paper airplane, and then it might go in the mouth of a peace dove to a little girl living in um, Palestine and who's dealing with um, some of the conflict there, and then it may travel in a message in the box. Um, as a message in the bottle across the ocean. And, um, you know, it's 
kind of a way of number one, letting children know that they are cared for, that even if they might be experiencing something hard, sad, challenging, that, that they're loved. And B, it's a way of introducing um, children to different global issues in some very gentle terms. So one of the children is a refugee child living, who had to flee his home country of Kenya and he's living in Sudan, actually vice versa, Sudan living in Kenya. Um, and I was, I guess, inspired to write quite the same. Um, I wrote it when my children were young and I was just imagining, you know, I, I think it was after hearing something in the news that was troubling me, um, which as you know, there's always something in the world to be troubled about. And I was imagining if I could communicate a message of hope to children who were um, maybe feeling really alone, what would it be? And it started to come out in this kind of rhyme fashion. And I had these different um, characters come to my mind and I thought, oh, wow, I think that would be a really cool children's book. That's a little bit about quite the same. My next book um, is Carrie and this book actually was just released in October. So was working on it a little bit through the pandemic. Um, and my illustrator friend, Allison Rich, who lives in Chicago, she, I have to give credit to her for the beautiful, amazing illustrations in both of my books. Um, but Carrie is a message for children about, it's kind of another way of inviting children to not only care about what's happening in the world, um, this one is more centered on earth care and um, climate change and just some of the different, um, those types of issues facing our, our environment. And so it's a way of introducing children to both their love of the natural world and what can they do to partner and be a part of collaborating to make this world a better place. Um, and so it starts out with an old man who's really overwhelmed with the many problems happening in our world and he feels like he's carrying it on his shoulders. And when it cracks into a thousand pieces, a little girl comes along and says, can I help you carry the world? And he says, no, 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 you're too young, you're too little. And she says, well, I'll help carry the world in my heart. So she picks up one piece and she starts dreaming about her piece of the world. And her dream of forests turns into an action. So the next day when she wakes up, she starts planting trees and reforesting um, the world. And then she invites her brother and he does the same with water. And then they invite all their neighbor children to come and find their piece of the world to carry in their hearts. Um, and so, yeah, I guess that just kind of came out of an inspiration of realizing, uh, you know, wanting children to know that their actions, their efforts do make a difference and that maybe they can't fix everything, but they can find their peace and do their peace with love. I love that. Um, something when I was reading it, uh, I picked up on the, the little girl and I really related to her, especially the book reminded me of the time during our pandemic. And I wondered, hmm, I wonder if she wrote this during that time because it carried out a lot of that. It 
began with those feelings of hopelessness and um, like despair, I guess, of what can we do? And then when I saw the little girl, I thought, I feel like her because, you know, through a lot of the work that Sindora and I have the privilege of doing with helping our community, um, we get to take a little piece of that world. Sindora, how did you feel about those characters? Yeah, I could definitely relate. I kind of saw like a correlation between those characters and Star. And I felt like it also showed that um, you don't have to have like one person doing all the work. It takes a lot of teamwork and you don't have to do all like take everything and do it all at once either. You go in like little bits and do what you feel most passionate about. And I think you did a really great job like conveying yeah. that. Well, I just love that you guys caught on to that message. And I was going to say that that is, I, I, well, I tell people, I first wrote this book to myself. <laughs> really? Who, I did. I mean, I have to, I come back to this story for myself over and over again. And I have to tell myself, be the little girl. You don't have to, because I easily can get overwhelmed by everything that's happening in the world and want to feel like that I need to do something to make everything better. Um, and then I remind myself, I'm not the only one that cares. There's a lot of other people. So, you know, I'm constantly reminding myself, bring it into my heart and let my heart guide me into what is mine to do. And maybe what is something for someone else to do at this time? Yeah, I love that both books turn what like hard, negative, sad situations into positives. You know, the world feels heavy and sad and we can take a little piece and do our own work and make our small corner of the world a better place. Or, um, you know, the child gets the letter and it cheers them up and then they pass it along. There's just a, a trail of positivity and joy um, through your writing, I see. Um, yeah, we talked about how like we relate as older kids and an adult, we relate to these characters how do I know you read to children? I see on Instagram, you visiting with kids. How do they normally respond? Oh, it's been so much fun. Um, so I've been taking Carrie into a few different schools since it's been released um, in a couple other story, in some story time scenarios. So I sit down with groups of kids where I can actually have conversation with them and it, it's amazing to me to see number one, how much they're paying attention, or how much they already know about what's happening in the world. Um, my most recent school visit, a couple of these elementary school children, I think as young as second grade brought up Ukraine and war and violence as issues facing our world. Um, so the fact, um, so I guess I, I'm blown away because children already are hearing that, you know, there's news is out there. The, the world is at our fingertips with the internet and kids do have perception about, you know, the world can be a hard and scary place. Um, and then when I get to ask them at the end, what do you most love about the world? Um, what do you think your part is to hear, you know, from, oh, I really love trees and I really care about the ocean. So I really wanna start picking up trash. And um, one girl asked me, what do you think my school could do? What could we do as a school <laughs> to 
for our part of the world. And so um, I would say the children are really engaging these books quite beautifully beyond my expectations. It's really moving. Awesome. Awesome. And you're, I mean, you're a part in inspiring that in them. So uh, these stories are so great to teach kids that and to bring that out in them and show and show them that they do that bring that out in them you know make them realize I care about the trees they have to be asked they have to be um, motivated and you're doing that Mm -hmm. and I think they need to know that um, that they are not too young to do something that you know that it's very empowering it's in fact there's I think there's even psychology to show this you know um, once you once someone feels like they're part of a solution they don't, they don't feel like the weight is as heavy because they think, yes. well, you know, they feel like they're doing something. And I would sure you guys might feel that too, you know, like responding to this came together in 2020, right? Um, yep. When a lot of um, social unrest around racial tension was happening. And here is something that was you're doing, you're not a changing the whole country, but you are affecting change right here. And I think that's amazing. We've taken our little, our little part of the world and we're trying to yes. change it. So, and you know what, that goes right along with your theme. So. Oh, I did want to say something about um, how like the children respond to these stories. And I think a great thing that you did in um, quite the same was that, well, for me, I respond to books a lot that where like the characters kind of match me. So like my race, my age, things like that. And I think I'm quite the same. There's like one person, at least one person that somebody can relate to. And I think that um, when children see that, especially because they're like young children, they're like 10 or eight or whatever. Um, and when they see that they're like, oh, okay, I, I'm going through like the same thing as they are. And uh, I think that can make them feel better about any situation. And I think that's great that you put that in. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I just, you're commenting on something that's really important to me and um, it, which is representation in children's literature. And one of my really good friends who's also a youth librarian um, sat down with me when I was working on Carrie and I had her look through the entire book and look at all the illustrations and um you know we talked about the different types of children who are being represented who are coming to carry the world and in fact I did not want a white child to be my main character in Carrie specifically um because I feel like that there's a lot of representation of of white children and that's 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 fine, that's wonderful. But I really wanted someone actually who had a little bit of a Native American um, look to them because to me, the little girl um, symbolizes that, is a reminder that Native American people have a really strong connection to the earth and they have been in relationship when when they are given um, the respect to care for the lands that their ancestors have lived on for thousands and thousands of years. They actually live in great harmony with the world and so that little girl and her look was very intentional to that kind of um, giving kind of honor to the Native American people who already are 
doing some of the most important work that, that we, the rest of us can learn from for caring for our world. So thank you for, for mentioning yeah. the representation piece. Yeah, there's so much detail in this. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, what I was going to ask is that, um, so we know that you've done like a lot of work to support um, refugees and immigrant families, which is just great. So do you want to share more about that? Or also just like why you do that as well. Okay, sure. Yeah. I mean, um, first of all, I feel like, oh gosh, there's so much more I could be doing. <laughs> um, but there again, what is mine in this season is a question I return to um, because the refugee crisis, to, in, in my opinion, is one of the greatest humanitarian crises of our time. There are currently 70 million displaced and people around our globe. Um, and, you know, no one wants to leave their home. No one chooses to, to, to flee their nation's borders unless it is no longer safe for them to live there. And so this, idea, you know, the, the fact that violence and um, natural disasters, or some might say, unnatural because a lot of them are due to climate change that people have caused, have caused so many people to flee their homes. So um, I guess a reason also why that crisis is particularly, um, why I'm drawn so much to um, being supportive of our refugee communities here in the US and our immigrant communities is Partly, I think the home that I grew up in. Um, my parents were, in my home, we often housed different people who were in need of temporary housing. And one man in particular was a refugee from Ethiopia and he lived with our family for almost a year. And so growing up, the idea, meeting people from other cultures was exciting, um, was enriching, it always enriched our family. And I realized as I've grown older, a lot of people, um, it's actually more natural that people are afraid of people who are different from them and other cultures. So sometimes people are afraid of what's different. But um, it was nurtured in my home to be curious about others who are different, not to be afraid of them. And so um, I've learned that when you get to know your neighbors who are from all these different backgrounds and cultures, religious backgrounds, um, all kinds that actually their lives are beautiful and fascinating. And there's so much I've learned from those different relationships. So all that to say, um, you know, my job at RAC is, is just one piece that I feel is really aligned to my desire to support our immigrant community because I work with a lot of first generation American students. And they are, many of them are first generation college students. And they are working harder than I ever had to work for, for their degrees to better their lives, better their families. They're becoming nurses and childcare workers and they are making our community a better place. And we've had some dinners as a family with some refugee families from Syria. And those relationships, us sitting down across the table and hearing their story and tasting their cuisine and experiencing Syrian hospitality, um, 
I can no longer look at those people as other. They are my brothers and my sisters and any way that I can either support those initiatives or be a voice because I am a writer. I even on social media will um, want to have the opportunity. I'd like to amplify the voices of my refugee friends and my immigrant friends and remind people like, hey, these people are beautiful and they make our world a better place and we need to be behind Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Something I, I actually, I was writing it down because it was just a fabulous quote is that when you were young, meeting people from other cultures was exciting. And that I think just shows how it starts at home. Um, our, our young childhood home lives shape us into, you know, who we are. And like you now continue that work. It's still exciting for you to sit down and have a meal from a different culture, meet, listen to somebody's story. Um, so it starts, it starts at home and just being curious and learning, um, goes a long way, I guess, because, you know, we can, we should never stop learning and, um, the curiosity will, will take you far. So that was fabulous. Um, so thank you for sharing. Switching gears a little bit into looking towards the future. What are your biggest dreams for your writing? Like, what do you, all this stuff that's going on in the world, how do you want your writing to help change that? And, move us forward, I guess. Well, gosh, I mean, my hope is that the children and the adults will grow in their compassion for others. Um, that, you know, this book quite the same will, um, remind children of that very thing, you know, um, people who look different from us or come from different countries or experience different traumas. Um, deep down, we are really quite the same. We're very, we have the same human um, hearts and minds and that's what unites us. Um, and that our differences are something to be celebrated and um, curious about, like we said. So my hope is that children will be encouraged to bridge differences more easily, that they will want to get to know the new kid that came to school, um, want to get to know someone who maybe dresses a little differently, um, has a different religious background, that they would start walking across the, the bridge and realize, wow, I can have true relationship and friendship with, with, with these people and that their lives will be better for it. That all of, of our lives our community bonds will be stronger for it. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know why, but I think sometimes maybe, maybe this starts when we're young. I'm not sure, but we're drawn towards people that look like us that maybe like we think we can, of course, you know, connect, we want to connect with, but maybe that means that we're drawn towards people that look like us or have similar life experiences as us. And maybe that's not where we learn or grow the most. Maybe that happens when we connect with people who are different than us. I, I actually think it does. Um, yeah. yeah. I think your book sparks that curiosity. So yeah. Yeah. I, to I, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, we, we don't grow if we stay in our 
bubbles. We just don't. Right. Um, that's why anyone who's had the opportunity to travel to even to a different state, but definitely outside to a different country comes back more enriched, like, and also realizes there's a lot of different ways to do life. It's not just my little way or the highway. And mm -hmm. sometimes um, we can, we can even adopt different things from other, from other cultures or perspectives. So absolutely, that's how we grow. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, books, um, the images and the stories that we are exposed to at young ages actually really do shape our worldview as we grow older. Um, so, you know, like my hope for Carrie, this like metaphor of carrying the world in your heart. Um, I really do think that children, you know, are inheriting a lot of challenges, especially with the climate changes. You know, there, there, there are, there are already, and there will even be more, you know, wildfires and storms and floods and a lot of, a lot of heavy things that would easily overwhelm us. And if children can, if, if my hope would be that this image of like, what is my piece, listening to my heart, kind of coming out of my head and my overwhelmed space and taking time to like, listen in for that inner wisdom of, well, what can I do about this? Can I do something about this? And who can I bring alongside me? So that's my, that's, that's my biggest hope is that these stories would carry on in children's memories to when they're adults and really needing to build those bridges and step up to care for our world. It's an amazing dream. <laughs> um, Sindra, anything to add? Yeah, I totally agree. I think like this is like the greatest approach to um, like changing the world in the future because it starts um, at home and when you're young and the people who are going to be ruling the world in the future need to know from a young age or at least try and learn from a young age all these problems going on and how they can fix them and things like that. So mm -hmm. I yeah. have another question. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think this is planned, but I was just wondering, um, cause a lot of the themes that you're, you've been saying, I kind of, I can think of like books that I've read and sometimes I've thought about them from that. So what are like some books or authors who are like your inspiration for these? Oh, such a good question. I will say Sue Monk Kid is my favorite author and she wrote, um, she's written a lot of nonfiction and fiction, but two of her fiction books that are two of my top favorite are um, The Secret Life of Bees and also um, The Invention of Wings. And um, both books actually deal with race, race relations. Um, and there again, I think reading things in story form and fiction really do help open the mind, open the heart actually to compassion because you get deep inside these characters, psyches and um, you start thinking what, you know, thinking from their perspective. Yeah, we know that when, you know, kids who read more um, have more empathy because they're learning and um, connecting with whether they're real or not still connecting with people and having this relationship. How do I feel about this? How does, um, how do 
I love or don't love this fictional person. There's yeah. connections there. Um, Very true. Yeah. So, and thank you for the recommendation. And we'll get more too. Um, closing out a little bit, kind of, how can we share the messages of your books? And how can we get involved with that immigrant and refugee um, work that you're doing in our communities? Hmm. Well, I would say, um, one easy way is um, you could always donate a children's book to a children's library um, or classroom um, or cousin or brother or sister. Um, so that, that would be one way um, to, I guess, share the message of, of those books. As far as um, supporting the refugee and immigrant work. I mean, here again, we live in a pretty diverse area. Wilson School District is actually getting more diverse by each year, which I think is beautiful. And I think so much of it, like you guys have said, begins when we're young, is starting to make those connections now and starting to like look around at our social circles and say, not that there's anything wrong with hanging out with people that look like us, but are any of my friends different from me? <laughs> um, yeah. And, or who is that person that I, I'm curious about? And could I be brave enough to strike up a conversation with them? Um, because I really believe in this power of, of getting to know our neighbors. Um, and I think when we do that, we show others how to do that. The other thing is that I just learned recently that there's a group here in Berks County that's come together as a sponsor circle to support an Afghan refugee family that is soon going to be coming to Berks County um, from Afghanistan. And so there are a lot of um, volunteer needs and donation needs. So that would be something if any of your listeners are interested in um, to find this um, I think they, they, they do a, a Facebook page and they are a sponsor circle for Afghanistan. So that's very cool. About. How can we get our hands on your fabulous books? Oh. Like how, how can we read them? I do have a website. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. Yep. My website is AnnetteGarber.com. Pretty easy. And I have a books tab there and a link for an order form and more information about both of my books. So that's the easiest way. And yeah. Awesome. We'll have that info out for everybody. Um, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I do a with the job with my job with kids at the Boys and Girls Club. I do a reading program with them and I oh, am. Awesome just going to have to strike, strike up a conversation with my boss about bringing in some of my own suggestions because these stories need to be shared. Um, and yeah, I'm just so grateful that you could share what you do with us. Uh, Sindora, any last questions or thoughts? Um, I just want to say that your work's incredible and I love your message and yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> well, I just want to say you, both of you and all of these, all of the star members give me a lot of hope for our world. And I just want to thank you for at such young ages, letting your hearts be moved enough to say, 
what is mine to do? And maybe I can do a little something to make my corner of the world a little bit better. You are living um, out the messages of my books already. Um, <laughs> you are doing this work and I, you are making this world a better place. So, so keep at it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This discussion was amazing. We got to touch on so many different topics, starting with the inspiration for Annette's books, but that took us to the love of other cultures and why representation matters, um, inspiring children to lend a helping hand in the world and to think about what is your piece of the world to make a better place for everybody. To read Annette's books, you can find them on, like she said, AnnetteGarber.com. We'll have that in the description of this episode. You can also follow her on Instagram um, at Annette underscore Garber underscore author. And then also don't forget to follow us at YVC.star on Instagram. Our website is YVC-star.org, or you can check out our projects and see what's coming next. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time.